Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Blue Planet and Blue Planet 2. Today, we will be discussing The Blue Planet Episode 3, titled Open Ocean. Yet another really, really good episode uh, that I very much enjoyed watching. Okay, so... The overanalyzer in me is, as I'm going through this show for discussion on the television archive, picking every little piece of it apart for the purposes of this podcast, the overanalyzer in me is starting to pick up on a recurring pattern with these episodes. That being, every single episode of The Blue Planet, whatever segment of the oceans it's focusing on, whatever segment of the seas uh, it's exploring, whatever the topic is, every single episode hammers in, very brilliantly I might add, on one theme, on one core idea, uh, one message it wants you to take away. If you only learn one thing from this episode, let it be this, is the basic idea of it. Uh, The first one had the core takeaway of, man, the oceans are really cool. The second episode had the main takeaway of, man, we we really don't know anything about the deep seas. And the takeaway with this is something along the lines of, man, life in the open oceans is hard. (laughs) It really is. It is so ludicrously difficult because of just how expansive that region is. It's such a vast swath of nothing only a relatively small portion of which actually contains life, because, you know, currents and all that. And what basically ends up happening is any creatures living out in the open ocean, like, they have to work for their food. They have to travel extreme distances, hours, even days, Uh, trying to find even the smallest amount of food so that they can survive. Like, there is a lot of moving, and there is a lot of aimless wandering, and there is a lot of hoping that, like, man, I really hope I find a tasty little fish. I hope I find a tasty little fish uh, that I can eat, that I can put in my jaws, and then I can keep swimming along until I find another tasty fish. I don't know why I'm doing this voice for the inhabitants of the open ocean. I feel like it's slightly offensive, but it is fun to do. So, uh, I guess this is the voice of the creatures in the open ocean now. Copyright 2019. Like, you have to work. You have to travel. You have to move constantly. Even shelter in the open ocean uh, is 
almost impossible to come by. Uh, and they do a great, great job. There's a really amazing portion of this episode, a big chunk of it, actually, where they're just sort of exploring, uh, here's where certain creatures settle. Here's where certain creatures gather in the open ocean. Here's what they're attracted to for either temporary or permanent residence. Uh, you see a segment where certain creatures are attracted, are attracted to floating objects in the sea, uh, like just, just sort of debris from far off lands, uh, kelp plants, seaweed, uh, even man-made objects sort of become bastions of shelter for open ocean life forms. Uh, you see at one point fish settling into an oil drum, uh, to, like, some random box. Uh, even netting, ironically enough. <laughs> like, some detached, long-lost fish net became a haven for a certain species of fish. Like, it was really fascinating. Not just to see how they would cluster around these objects, uh, but what would be gained from this. Uh, one species hid their eggs. In the, in the debris. So predators wouldn't find them. Uh, there's one species that just sort of lives from floating object to floating object. That's literally their whole deal. Is they just go from one to the other to the other to the other to the other. And just like, live here, squat for a bit. Oh no, it's sinking. Well, leave. Uh, there are even certain fish that go up to floating objects... Not because they have use for it, but because other species have use for it. And they want those species to sort of clean the parasites off them. It, it's, it's nice. It's a nice, wholesome relationship until eventually someone comes along and eats them. But for now, it's a wholesome relationship. Uh, and you even see, like... Undersea volcanoes, forming little islands to settle on. And you get ecosystems, entire ecosystems, forming just around that. Uh, at one point, uh, like a bunch of fish find this seamount. And they're just sort of part partying around this one seamount. Just like, yay, we have a home! Uh, some big, bigger fish also come along. Like, some sharks come along to get a uh, cleaning. Some of them are like, I'm going to eat these guys later. But for now, um, for now, I want a cleaning. For now, they're useful now. But when they're not, I'll eat them. But, like, you, it's fascinating to see how, like, there is so little room for permanent living or even temporary living in the open ocean that, like, when this type of stuff is discovered and, like, fish start gravitating towards it, uh, the tiny temporary um, amounts of stuff and the floating objects uh, and the permanent stuff that come along with just this by-chance discovery of a seamount or an undersea volcano forming a tiny little island, like, it's, it's really cool to just see these ecosystems blossom Basically overnight. Like, it's really, really awesome. Uh, and there's some really, really cool sequences in here. 
some really, really cool segments. Uh, I really like... So early on, there's a segment uh, involving some sardines. They're just sort of going along, minding their own business, eating some plankton. And then they get real screwed by pretty much everything. <laughs> like, I, I shit you not. Pretty much everything comes up to these sardines and starts gobbling them up. Uh, I forget what the initial attack is, but it's sort of this thing, and we talked about that in the first episode quite a bit, but it's one of those things where it's just like, one predator comes, starts attacking, then another predator comes, then another predator comes, then another predator comes, eventually a freaking whale shows up and just gobbles up everything that's left. And then it's just like, well, that's, that happened. <laughs> and it's just this frenzy that just keeps escalating and escalating and escalating and escalating. That happens a lot in this show. And it's never not fun to watch. Just the absolute absurdity of nature. Where it's just like, I'm just trying to sit here and eat plankton and everyone wants to eat me. Literally everyone. I have not come across a nice sea creature in the last five minutes. <laughs> in, over the last hour, even. Like, it's insane. It's really, really insane. Uh, there's also this other segment where it basically just shows all the ways in which eggs get, like, super effed. Like some uh, surgeon fish, I believe their names are. I believe that's what they're called. Ah, I could be wrong about that. Uh, but like some manta rays come along. And just start gobbling up the eggs as they're sort of secreting the eggs in the sperm. Like they're doing their mating ritual. And the manta rays just like sort of, sort of hanging around like, hey, I'm going to eat your eggs immediately. Yeah, that's happening. You can't see it because this is an audio-only podcast, but I am flapping my arms right now for no apparent reason. <laughs> because manta rays. <laughs> uh, and, like, there's also these, like, really, like, ridiculously small tuna eggs. Which, by the way, there's, like, a ultra close-up shot of tuna eggs. And it's just, like... It's one of the many moments in this show where I'm just like, how the hell did they get this shot? How is that a thing? How did they get any of the shots, really? Any of these massive swarms of feeding frenzies, like, I'm amazed they got any of those shots without uberly disturbing the natural order. Like, it's just, it's incredible to me. It really, really is. Uh, but you have these microscopic tuna eggs, and then, like, the next morning... These birds come along, just walk along the surface of the water, and just gobble them up. It's like, eggs, if you're an egg in the open ocean, you're screwed. You're dead. <laughs> you, your life is a living hell until you hatch. And then even then, you're not safe. <laughs> the open ocean sucks. It really does. Also... There are several sequences 
in this episode. Where you have swarms of predators coming up on a school of some form of fish. Uh, Sometimes it's mackerel, sometimes it's something else. But there's like three separate sequences here. Where they just show this school of fish to save themselves from predators. Just form this giant ball. And just start frantically swimming around. Creating this like protective barrier of themselves to sort of ward off predators and like dolphins show up and they get screwed other predators show up they don't have any uh any luck really uh one time my favorite of the ways they eventually get screwed because pretty much every time they eventually get screwed except for one where all the predators just decide to leave and then there's only birds left and then they just sink down because like the birds can't dive down too far. But like almost every single time they get screwed. My favorite of those moments is like this one fish, this one creature. God, I suck at remembering the names of sea creatures. I really, really do. Uh, But there was this one sea creature that like changed colors when it got excited And it became, like, this bright, colorful thing, which is really beautiful. And, like, the mackerel, their eyes were overwhelmed by the color. And they just, like, couldn't form the ball anymore. They were just too dazed. And then everyone ate them. (laughs) But there were these really, really cool sequences where you see these fish, like, just forming into a giant ball. And it's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it is really badass. Uh, for some reason, I cannot quantify. Uh, but yeah, this was a great episode. Uh, this was a real, real good Blue Planet episode. Continuing to have a lot of fun with this nature doc. Even though it's learning. I'm powering through the learn. I'm powering through the learn to have a good time talking about a good show. Learning can be tolerable, kids. Stay in school or don't. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, stay in school. (laughs) I don't want to be the reason anyone becomes like a middle school dropout. Please stay in school for the love of God. (laughs) I can't handle the backlash from your parents. If you say, well, this podcast I listen to doesn't care if I go to school, so why should I? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get voice messages for that one. Good God. If you like this, favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer feel free to call in as well it's as simple as just a push of a button on the anchor app i'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in follow me on twitter and instagram tomtom4468 and support the show patreon.com slash thomas clark pledge just a dollar a month i appreciate everything i get through there Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. 
Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing the Blue Planet Episode 4. Talk to you then.